Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of The Raw and the Coat. I'm your host, Dara Boxer. I decided to start this podcast, which by the way, I have wanted to start for a very, very, very long time. I decided to start this to mash up two of my absolute favorite hobbies. Uh, The first being books, and I love books and book reviews and talking about books. Um, In fact, I have run a book blog for the past six years entitled Peonies and Bees, where I would go over books that I found inspiring, couldn't wait to share with you, audiobooks that were just wonderfully narrated, and just talking about all things books. Um, But of course, my favorite series on my blog was my overrated and hyped up books, which the media has blown up said these are like the best books of the year and then I finally get my hands on them and I'm just scratching my head so that is the first portion of the podcast we're we're entitling it the raw and the cooked so the raw being uh raw and honest book reviews because I think that the truth needs to get out there uh and then of course the cooked so by trade I am a personal chef. I ran my own company in Washington, D.C. for about five years before my family relocated to St. Louis, Missouri, where I am now a cooking instructor for a small cooking school, which is so much fun. And my main jam is meal planning and coming up with ways to run your kitchen as smoothly as possible. I have two small toddlers. They are two and a half and one. So we try to avoid meltdowns and I try to keep my sanity. And a main part of that is by simple living and ensuring that meals run efficiently. And that includes the grocery shopping and just everything in between. So I wanted to start this podcast to kind of mash up these two hobbies of mine. And I figured we could alternate episodes each week. Um, so we would start off with a book episode and then the following week would be all things kitchen tips and, uh, you know, what works for my family. And hopefully you can leave here with some awesome book recommendations and, and kitchen tips. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome to the raw and the cooked. And I am very glad you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. For today's very first episode, I thought we would kick it off with a monthly recap of the books that I had read in May of 2021. I finished six books that I am excited to share and review with you today. So without further ado, let's get into it. First up was George Orwell's 1984. You know, this is yet another book that most teenagers read in school And I went to a public Florida high school and I'm still bitter that they dropped the ball with our required reading list. This is like the 10th book that I've read as an adult that most people read before they can legally drive a car in our country. I digress. I digress. I loved George Orwell's 1984. My husband actually surprised me with a gorgeous 1984 slash animal farm hardcover. It was, it was his two books in one. Um, the cover art was so pretty. Um, anyway, we couldn't stop talking about how eerie our world has become since, well, COVID. And regardless of where your political views fall, again, just not touching that with a 10 foot pole, it's 
really hard to not draw creepy similarities between the events that occurred in 1984 and our world today, 2020 slash 2021. So yes, I I very much enjoyed it. it. It made for a very fun micro book club that I had with my husband. We we switched back and forth and sort of read it at the same time. Um, so yeah, I, I very much enjoyed that. While reading 1984, I listened to Maggie O'Farrell's Hamnet, and the word I would use to describe this book is just magical. It was a magical book. The scenes, the dialogue, the world that O'Farrell created for us just immediately sucked me in, and I, I just never wanted the book to end. The audiobook was narrated to perfection, and it was just lovely. So we'll, we'll just dive right into it. Not a lot is known about Shakespeare and his wife and his children. Uh, not a lot is known about their personal life. So this is complete speculation on O'Farrell's part. Um, so Shakespeare and his wife Anne had three children, an older daughter, and then a set of boy-girl fraternal twins. And one of the twins was named Hamnet, who unfortunately passed away due to unknown causes at the age of 12. And Hamnet, you might be wondering, uh, is that similar to Hamlet? And and why? Yes, yes. Uh, It is a very similar name uh, to his most well-known play, Hamlet, and it is not a coincidence. So this book was crafted as a way to understand how the play Hamlet came to be. And again, just going to use my my key word for this book. It was magical and I just loved learning everything there was to learn about this family and their struggles and their joys and I just oh my gosh I have goosebumps thinking about it. Um, Although uh, Shakespeare's wife Anne is named Agnes in O'Farrell's book and there's a little excerpt at the very end explaining why she made that choice. I just loved it. Oh my gosh, I wish that I could reread it again and again. But anyway, uh, it is definitely in the top 10 for me personally for this year, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. The third book that I read this month was Americana by Chiminata Ngozi Adichie. It holds 4.3 stars with nearly 300,000 reviews on Goodreads, and definitely for a good reason. It was incredibly well done, and the author articulated so precisely everything that is wrong with race, class, immigration, society at large, what it means to, quote, make it, unquote, and just all of the issues in our society mainly stem around race and people of color and the hierarchy that we as a culture have assigned to different races, genders, and religions, and just everything in between. There was a lot to chew on with this book, um, but I really feel like each and every one of these topics was was written and handled with grace uh, from Ngozi Adichie. Um, but also a really important aspect of this, she she nailed her characters. I mean, she was able to like perfectly dive into the inner psyche of her two main characters. And I really felt like I understood who they were and the decisions that they made and why they spoke the words they spoke and, and just their actions. I love, 
love really understanding why characters um, do the things that they do. And it just, it, it leaves me wanting more. Um, it was, it was a really long book, but I felt like even if it was like another 200 pages, like it still wouldn't be long enough. Like I, it was just, it was another book that I did not want to end. Um, and for that, um, and again, like everything that I felt like I learned from this book, I'm giving it like nine out of 10 in my book personally. And you'll, you'll see a lot of the ratings on Goodreads just say that this is, this is an important book. And I feel like almost everyone in our country should read it. And, um, yeah, wow. What a powerful book. So, um, highly recommend it. Next up was How to Walk Away by Catherine Center. As beautiful as Americana was, it was heavy, so I wanted something light, well, at least lighter. And How to Walk Away was my second novel that I've read from Catherine Center. I read her first book, The Things You Save in a Fire, a few years ago and loved it. It was still heavy, um, but there were lots of humorous moments and lightness in between. So I figured how to walk away would be similar and and enjoyable, and uh, I wasn't wrong. It was a very pleasant book. Um, so her two books, they actually do somewhat connect through her main character in the first book, um, Cassie, who's a firefighter and the things you save in a fire and the very end of how to walk away. There's a, a bonus chapter that connects Cassie to this book. And, oh my gosh, that's when all the tears came out. It was just so beautiful and wonderful. Anyway, I, I really can't talk about this book without spoiling anything, but it centers around our main character, Margaret, and things in her life are going really well. She's, I think she's in her late 20s, and she just landed her dream job. Um, things are going really well. She's just this like light, wonderful person. She's soon to be engaged, and there's a terrible accident that happens that completely flips her world upside down, and the struggles that that and challenges that she faces afterwards are just heartbreaking and so intense but similar to um Catherine Center's first novel there um it's just a cast of really supportive strong wonderful characters and um yeah it was it was good um i i really enjoyed it you don't have to read things you save in a fire first even though that is a fantastic novel and i do recommend that as well uh you can read how to walk away as a standalone and that's totally fine either way it was enjoyable and i definitely recommend it the fifth book that i read last month it was the beekeeper of aleppo by christy lefferty and this is the first book of this month that i did not really enjoy and I'm going to try to explain why, although I, I feel like the reason is it's pretty simple. It was just boring. I didn't find it interesting in the slightest. Um, but you know, more on that later. Let's talk about the things that I did enjoy about the book. Um, I did enjoy learning about Syrian refugees and learning about learning about their life um, and just how tragic war is and how heartbreaking the displacement and, and having to leave your country just because you have no other options. I mean, it was, it was very powerful in that regard. And I do appreciate the new perspective because to be honest, I, I really don't know what the daily struggles are like. You know, of course I read everything I can in the news and, and just what's, you know, given to me through the media, but 
you know, to actually have like a, like firsthand perspective is, is quite interesting. And so I, I did enjoy that aspect of it. However, it was just a boring story. There was really nothing in it that made me want to stay. And I just found myself not wanting to pick it up like at all. Like it, it's a pretty quick and easy book and it took me weeks to finally finish it. So it, I just feel like that says a lot. So I don't know. And that's an unpopular opinion because it holds 4.2 something stars on Goodreads with like thousands of reviews. And I, I I'm going to have to disagree. And the final book that I read last month was Salt to the Sea by Ruta Sepetis. I'm still processing how I feel about this book. I actually just finished it last night. I, I'm just going to say it. I, I don't think I liked it. Um, the first 50 pages were wonderful and I flew through them in one sitting and I thought that I would finish the book in like two days. But then it just slowed down and got really, really boring and slow. And her characters became more and more insufferable as time went on. And I would say the next like 200 something pages just dragged on. And I would find myself picking it up at night, reading two pages, and then just doing anything but reading this book. Um, which is so weird for me because I usually really enjoy World War II books and this one just did not do it for me. But then at the very end, the last 50 pages flew by and that's because the main event of this book finally happened and my stomach was in knots. It was hard to put down. I just, yeah, like very heartbreaking, but I, I feel like I would have had a more positive feeling about it if I, if I did not feel so like graded by the main chunk of the book. Anyway, so just a quick um, recap of what it's about. It's a World War II novel, and at the very end of World War II, uh, survivors, people that have escaped and, and you know did what they could do to like finally be liberated from the Nazis, they embarked upon a cruise ship that was supposed to take everyone. To, I, I'm, I don't know where. I'm so sorry. But anyway, it's a, it's a true story. And unfortunately, about 10,000 people perished in the Baltic Sea. It was a horrible event. And I'm so glad that somebody gave this story a voice because it's it's a very um, unknown topic of World War II. I don't think a lot of people know that it happened, but it just wasn't done very well. And I don't know. The author didn't have very likable characters and it was just boring and just not really for me. And again, this is another unpopular opinion because it holds 4.3 something stars on Goodreads with like thousands and thousands of reviews. Um, you know, I'll take it. That's fine. Uh, but it just wasn't for me. And I'm, I'm sad that I don't have more positive feelings about it because I did want to like it. Okay, so there you have it. Six books and six honest and raw reviews. So just really quickly going through them. We have 1984, which I am giving 8 out of 10. Hamnet, 9.5 out of 10. Americana, 9 out of 10. How to Walk Away, 8 out of 10. The Beekeeper of Aleppo, ooh, 6 out of 10. And Salt to the Sea, 6. 0.5, just because I'm feeling generous. Uh, so there you have it. Those are the six books that I read last month. I would say my absolute favorite was probably Hamnet. So if you're going to leave here with one recommendation, that is it. Please go download it or borrow it from the library. Write me out.
love to end this episode with a, what did you have for dinner last night segment? And last night we had tacos and yes, it did fall on a taco Tuesday, which is so boring. I know, but the kids love it. My husband loves it. And I'm going to be honest. I love it too. So I soak black beans overnight the night before I season them and cook them in the morning. They are delicious. I make a really good ground beef with homemade taco seasoning and tomatoes. We love Trader Joe's. They have like a really delicious spicy chipotle corn that's like frozen. So that's pretty easy. Um, I did whip up a batch of homemade guac. Uh, salsa was not homemade. That is straight from the Tostitos jar. Uh, we had shredded cheese and freshly made rice and tortillas and everyone went crazy, made their own little bowl and or taco. And it was just really fun. So, uh, that was what we had for dinner last night. Thank you so much for tuning in and I cannot wait to see you back here next week.